are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. 2 Peter chapter 1 says, He hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. He's already given them to us. They belong to us. They're ours. For as God's concerned, they're ours. But we may not have them unless we make a demand on it. You see, we could have money in the bank. But if we didn't have the faith to write the check on it, well, I just don't know whether they'd cash this check or not. I, you know them folks down the bank, they're kind of funny. Sometimes they will, sometimes they won't. <laughs> well, that's a funny bank, because if you've got the money in there, they will. See, we're not trying to draw on something that we don't have. We're trying to draw on something that God's already given us. So it's a demand note that you write a check. It's a demand note for that bank, and they pay it. See, that's not demanding it of the banker. You're not demanding it of him. You're demanding it of your bank account. So we make a demand on God through his word. Now, God has given us his word. That is his will. And the word that is in this earth that God established opened up some things for us. Now, when God was ready to bring Jesus in the earth, he had it prophesied by his prophet, spoken of a man on the planet earth. It was a seed. It was a seed to bring forth the Savior. It was a seed to bring Jesus into the earth. It was a seed to bring righteousness on this planet when there was no righteousness. That's why you read in the Old Testament, even recorded in the New Testament, that there is none righteous, no, not one. Well, now you see the Apostle Paul spoke that in the book of Romans. But he was quoting an Old Testament scripture. See, because there was no righteousness in the earth, just a limited righteousness under the old covenant. But now, kind of got a little sidetracked there, but that'll help us to understand some things here. When God prophesied that a virgin would conceive and bear a child, he's establishing something in the earth. He's planting a seed. Now, he did it with his words. Words were the seed. Now, the words were spoken by the prophet. Now, God gave him the words. So it was the seed of God, it was the word of God, and it was a seed, it was spoken, it had to be spoken in the planet Earth. Now, remember, the words are still out there. They stay out there. They stayed out there working 750 years before it came to pass. Now, it didn't have to take that long <laughs> in everything. And many things, it didn't take that long. But I wanted to say that because I want you to see something about the prophet's ministry and the things that are prophesied in the earth. Some things that come in the earth, God has established it as his will and moved upon his prophet to prophesy it. Now, unless somebody prophesies it, unless somebody has the faith to prophesy it, then it may never come to pass because it has to be released in the earth through words. The prophet of God releases God's will in the earth by prophesying something. Now, under the old covenant, uh, we have a story in the 27th chapter of Genesis that I think is very interesting, is the fact that 
when Isaac was old and was to go on to his reward, this is where he was deceived. And Jacob deceived him into believing that he was Esau and got him to pronounce a blessing on him. Now, if you read the Old Testament, you'll find out that this happened of the prophets of old and the men of old. They would gather their family together. Before they died, they would put their hands on them, and they would, in essence, prophesy over them. Now, they didn't call it prophesying there, but that's essentially what they were doing. They said, this is what will happen to you, and this, and this, and that. And they were prophesying to them. They were establishing some things. See, they have a right to do that. Now, under the Old Covenant in, in those days, almost all of the men of God did that. And here when Isaac prophesied this thing and Jacob had deceived him, you'll notice that Esau come in and said, Now, give me a blessing. Give me the blessing. He said, What I've done, I've done. In other words, his word was out. He had already released it. It was in the atmosphere. What he had proclaimed as a blessing remained as a blessing. He wouldn't return on that. He wouldn't change it. And I think we need to look into that. Now, of course, I know and understand that God had prophesied it in the 25th chapter, in the 23rd verse, that God had established this thing. But you see this in many of the other instances in the Bible, in the Old Testament, where they'd speak these things over their children. Now, you see... <laughs> families today and people that are always prophesying over their children. It's amazing that we've not understood this enough to know better. You hear people saying, well, you're going to be in a reform school before you're 10 years old or 20 years old. You'll be in prison. You're no good. You're just nothing. You'll never amount to anything in life. Now, you may think that. It may look that way. But don't say that. See, you're releasing forces that are alive. Words, those words may linger with that child till the day dies. They're going to live on. Your words will live on after you die. There's power and there's life in that word that you speak. Even though it's words of death, there's life in that seed to cause the death, to bring it to pass. Now, that doesn't mean that every single person that says that, that their child's going to do just exactly what they said. But you see, if we believed as they did under the Old Covenant, that the things that they said to their children was sacred and was powerful and was going to cause some manifestation, then I'm convinced that we could do those same things over our children today. And we could do it while they're alive. We wouldn't have to wait till they died. In fact, we're learning that today. Learning God's Word and how to confess the Word over our children. And they come out just that way. In fact, my daughter Beverly had a little girl, and she confessed the Word of God over that girl from the time she was conceived. Read the Word of God to her. Prophesied to her how she would be. She'd sleep all night. She'd be a happy girl. She just named, just told her all the things she wanted her to be. And I want you to know that's one of the finest little girls you ever saw, you know. Of course, I know I'm a little prejudiced, but... She sleeps all night. She's the happiest kid I ever saw. Now somebody said, well, isn't that a coincidence? No, it's the Word of God. It's words and the power of words affecting the destiny of a child. 
Now, if we can understand this, that your words are powerful and they're alive, they're living substance. It's just like a seed. I know I've mentioned this and we're going to go further into it. That you take a seed, there's a living substance in that seed. Now, I was a farmer for years and I understood that if I could take a soybean seed, I could take that soybean seed and my intention was to plant that thing and to get more seeds just like the one that I planted. But I didn't plant it to just get one more seed. But I knew that that seed was alive. Now, you can look at it. It's not talking. It's not walking. It's not doing anything. Just laying there. Kind of like this Bible, you know. The Bible's there. You lay it down. It'll stay there. It's not going to run off somewhere. But yet it's alive. But it's not doing anything. It's just there. But if you'll plant it, it'll work. So I knew that if I'd plant the seed, then I'd have a harvest. It would produce exactly after that kind. You plant a seed and you reap a harvest. You plant that seed, it dies, it sprouts, it brings forth abundance. Your words are seeds. You're planting negative or positive, good or bad, evil or whatever, or indifferent. They're seeds. And just as sure as they're spoken, they're going to affect something. Now, they do it to different degrees because people that are not highly developed and believe in what they say will come to pass doesn't do a whole lot for them. It may do a whole lot against them, but the good things they speak won't do a whole lot for them. You'll find that most of those people that are not highly developed and believe in that the words they speak toward a situation will change it, they're always speaking negative words toward it. They're always saying what the devil said about it. Now, they're highly developed on that area of it. They really believe that that's going to come to pass. But when it comes over here to speaking the positive thing, then they think that your elevator don't go all the way to the top if you're talking to your car and tell it what a good car it is and that you're going to run good and you're going to last a long time and you're not ever going to give me any problems. They think that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. Well, you're affecting something by the words you say. If you say it, if you believe what you say will come to pass. Now, it won't happen just because you said it once. I like to say it this way. It won't work just because you say it, but saying it is involved in working it. It's God's Word system. It works that way, and you release a live seed when you speak words. That thing has a potential of destroying building, causing something good to happen or something bad to happen. I think probably one of the best ways to bring that out is to point out to you this, that every seed produces after its kind. Now, if some guy gets in strife with you and he tells you something real bad, you know, calls you bad name, and you get in strife with him and you do something to him bad, strife breeds strife, doesn't it? That's the way it works. That's God's law of seed time and harvest. And it all starts from a seed. God bless you. We do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, before I leave the broadcast, I want to remind you that all of this week we have a CD offer number 7210. It's entitled God's Creative Power. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. This comes from a teaching from my booklet called God's Creative Power will work for you. 
You know, Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. In other words, there's life in every word of God. And if there's life in the Word of God, it seems that there would be death in the words of the devil. So it's important to us to learn to keep God's Word in our mouth. Proverbs 4, 20 and 22 says, Attend to my words. They are life and health or medicine to all their flesh. So if you keep God's Word in your mouth, it creates in you the lifestyle of God that's fit for God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, I go through the booklet talking about the confessions and how you keep God's Word in your mouth and that you don't talk, tickle me to death, laugh, the thought of die, die, and to go, going to die if I don't. Now, that's unscriptural talk because Proverbs says, laughter doeth good like a medicine or merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Well, nobody's taking medicine to die, so keep God's Word in your mouth. And this is the practical side of the Word of God in your life. It teaches you how to use the Word of God in the circumstances of life to change them. The Scripture says all things are possible with God. Well, Jesus said all things are possible to him that believeth. So I'm one of them that believe, aren't you? That's offer number 7210, God's creative power and how to put it work in your life. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. We have a toll-free auto line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.